All right, with us now, we have an incredibly special guest, Green Bay Packers defensive back, Keandre Thomas. Keandre, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And we always got to ask our new guests one question right off the bat. Keandre, how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? Uh, it's amazing, man. It's a blessing. And, you know, just this whole this whole journey is surreal. Just living out my dreams, playing a child's game, doing something that I love, you know, it's crazy. And especially for an organization such as Green Bay, like with the winning traditions they got, it's just truly a blessing. Yeah. And Keandre, we're going to get into some of your background and path to the NFL, but just building off of that, was there anything particular about Green Bay that attracted you to signing there? Because certainly you had a, you know, a nice first season chargers last year, elevated uh, game day elevation for four games uh, were a big part of special teams unit in in those contests. So um, was there something particular about Green Bay or why Green Bay at the end of the day as, as, as the place you decided to sign? I mean, I think just the winning tradition kind of just speaks for itself. Like, and just, you know, like Lambeau Field, just, I just, I just think it's the aura of like, you know, the Packer name, you know, Green Bay, like we're going to win. You can tell like they win stuff in Green Bay. Like that's um, like, you know, they're going to go to the playoffs everywhere, every year, you know, that they're going to win 10 plus games every every year. Like, I don't know. That's just the aura that they have. You know, that's, that's very intriguing for players. I feel like. So you mentioned Lambeau Field. Doing a little research, I remember when we signed you uh, to a futures deal here. Uh, you signed in what January, right? So, uh, have you been to Lambeau Field yet? Have you been to Green Bay? How did that all work out? What was the process to come in? If I recall, that you had a workout with the team, and then shortly thereafter, you uh, inked a contract. So, have you been to Green Bay yet? Uh, yeah, they had flew me out to Green Bay for the workout. You know, I worked out for them. And they showed us around the facilities, you know, took us out to the field and whatnot. So, like, I got to experience it for a little bit. But after uh, after the workout and stuff, I signed pretty much, I want to say, like, a couple hours after that or, like, the next morning. I don't know. I can't really recall correctly. But, yeah, they took us on a little tour of the city. Yeah, so, dude, so I, like, a lot of things. Yeah, fo- follow-up on that, then, is so – did you know, did you think a signing was coming based on your workout? Were you kind of crossing your fingers, you know, like what, what was kind of going through your mind? If it, if it all happened pretty quickly like that, that's a pretty big deal, kind of a life-changing experience, I imagine. Yeah, uh, I just did the best that I could, you know. Uh, they put me out there, did my little 40 little drills, and, you know, I hope for the best, but I afterwards I felt like I did a really good job, like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I know I did good during my workout. So, and hey, I got signed. So, I guess I did really good. Yeah. And Keandre, I don't know if the team made you aware of this or maybe your agent talked to you about Green Bay's history 
particularly with defensive backs, with guys that are kind of on the path that you're on right now that have come into Green Bay and somehow it's just that magic spot where they've been able to latch on and really um, actually take off in their career. So was that, you know, a factor at all? Or are you familiar with some of the background of the guys uh, in the recent and even, you know, further back past uh, that have kind of taken a similar path to what you're on right now? Mm. See, I watched Green Bay a lot growing up, but I never really got into like the details of like guys that came in like draft. Like you know, everybody knows like the high profile guys, like you know the first round draft picks and things like that. But I never really looked into like to see who was undrafted and and who made a name for themselves in Green Bay. Like nah, because growing up, I really wasn't like a Green Bay fan, honestly. <laughs> But like I don't know, I watched them. I watched them on TV and things like that. But I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I ain't really looking at it. Have, have do you see opportunity for yourself on this roster? Um, because you know we we Wags and I were just talking right actually before you jumped on before we went live and started recording, and we were talking about you know that the Packers obviously Jair Alexander. Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, top of the top of the board, but really there seems to be a lot of opportunity um, on this roster for you to make a difference and, and and you know really stick with this team. So is that something that you're mindful of, or are you just kind of going out there right now, having fun, and you know letting the chips fall how they're going to fall? I mean, with with guys like that, you know, veterans that are established that have made a name for themselves. I think for a guy like me, it's, it's good to be around those guys and eventually, like, you know, get to learn them and get to learn things from them because that'll help me as a player. And uh, I feel like whenever you get signed to any team, like, you're brought in for a reason. Like, you can help contribute in some type of way. So, you know, I just feel like if I get the opportunity, I got to make the most of it. You know what I'm saying? That all depends on me. And then yeah. the fall where may after that. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to start interrupting. I was just going to ask you, Calendary, what what do you think is the path to making the 53-man roster for yourself? I mean, you've gone through um, a year. you got a year under your belt. Um, I, I mean, I saw that uh, after signing with the Browns, started in preseason, unfortunately got hurt, but had five tackles in that game. And I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, all right, here we go. This is the chance to latch on, and then you get hurt. So, um, you know, that's just the unfortunate part of life in the NFL. But at the same time, now that you've gotten some of that experience under your belt and spending basically the rest of the season um, with the Chargers, what is your plan for, you know, trying to attack and and really try to um, stand out but also be doing what you need to do to – to, to get the coaches respect and attention and, and uh, make this roster at the end of the day. I just feel like for somebody like me to make the roster, I feel like versatility is something that'll play into my favor. Just being able to play multiple positions, whether that's corner, nickel and or safety and being able to do everything on special teams, like learn how to long snap or something, you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> any way that I can come help and contribute, you know? versatility will bring you a long way and also just like body maintenance because when I was with the Browns I feel like I was having a heck of a camp and you know things were kind of falling into my favor but you know injuries are a part of the game and it was unfortunate but it let me know that I need to take my body maintenance more serious 
So getting into the training room, doing what I need to do, and also like in my extracurricular, like just go and get body work done while I'm not doing anything and just yeah. have a routine. For sure. And if you one more follow up to that, if I may, have you had any contact with Coach Gray or anyone else on the coaching staff at this point? And if so, based on, you know, your workout and uh, maybe some tape that they have on you, have they given you any indication of what they want to see you work on um, as you progress through the off season as get ready for OTAs and, and camp uh, here later this summer? Uh, I reached out, you know, basically like we've introduced each other, but when it's in the off season, you know, you work with football players so long, I would rather them just get their little time off and then like, we'll get into all that as soon as we get there. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your versatility, uh, something that I was really curious about. Where's your comfort level? I mean, I, I, you know, are you most comfortable in the slot? Do you like to play more on the outside? You know, if, if you could have it your way, what, what's, what have you kind of played the most? And, you know, um, just kind of curious about that. Cause there's always talk of the versatility factor in green Bay. The Packers love guys like yourself that can kind of just ball. You're a football player at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, where are you most comfortable playing on the defense? So, like, in college, I played on the outside the whole time. But since I've been in the NFL, I've kind of just been, like, rotating between there and the slot. And since I've been playing in the slot in the NFL, I kind of, like, I kind of like that more. I feel like <laughs> you get to roam more freely around. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you're, it's more action. Like, you get in on the action more, like, in the run game. You know, Pat, like, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of, like, a linebacker kind of somewhat. But you can cover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you you play. Uh, listen, I watched some of your highlights, and um, it's pretty clear you like playing against the line of scrimmage a little bit because it seems like you like to tackle. I mean, am I wrong? But you, uh, I watched you uh, on a number of plays, running backs kind of widening out, and you were able to just kind of chase them down, run them down. So, um, do you like the physical aspect of the game as much as the coverage uh, aspect of football? Yeah, you got to. You have to. That's the. It's the. It's a barbaric sport. So if you're not coming up and hitting anything, it's like, why are you out there? Yeah, for sure. One of my new favorite Packers right there. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things, especially with the rules the way they are now. Um, Do you think about that too much? I I mean, I know that the rules in college are almost more strict than the NFL, as crazy as that sounds, uh, with hitting guys and kind of where you can make contact. Um, Is that something that has been ingrained in in you coming up now for long enough that it's not even really a factor or did you just go out there and play and if unfortunately you know uh with the speed of the game things happen and you draw a flag it just sort of is what it is or is it pretty much expected that you're making those adjustments as those plays unfold you know, uh, as my time as a professional, I think it's kind of like on you pretty much know the rules. But I feel like when you're out there playing, like you don't you don't really think about uh, like like how should I hit them? Like you kind of just do it. But like I don't know. I've been playing football long enough. Like you know how to hit people within the rules of the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So listen, kind of curious. Then uh, let's get into you if you don't mind. Uh, us asking a little bit of journey to the NFL and maybe who Keandre is outside of football. Um, 
saw that you last spring uh, got a keys to the city in your home, home city, Fort Smith. Uh, for folks, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm not familiar with Fort Smith. I've never been to Arkansas before. Not a huge city, but not not like a tiny, small town USA. So yeah. how did that all work out? Like, are you now the most famous person from Fort Smith, Arkansas? Or like, I'm just curious the story there and, and how that uh, unfolded with getting the key to the city. So uh, I was just coming back home training like right before or no, it was like uh, after the draft or whatever. And I was laying down. I think I had just woke up before I went to go train. And I got a random phone call. And it was from the mayor's assistant. And, you know, he had told me the good news or whatever. But uh, I actually wasn't the first to get a key to the city. So, you know, like how Fort Smith is not relatively too big or relatively too small. But we haven't had a lot of athletes come out of here. Well, just in the past two years, we had a guy drafted in the to the NBA. Last year, we had another one of my high school teammates got drafted to the Steelers, and then we got a guy that's entering the NBA draft this year. So, like, we've had like a, a nice uh, number of athletes making it to the professional ranks for a city that's not that big. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like a little bit under ninety thousand people. So, like, four kids in like two years kind of a lot so, so I, guess like, they just, I guess they just wanted to like recognize us you know what i'm saying yeah so so do you just get in what does this key just you get into the libraries now and just can kind of just roam the city or is it is it hanging on your wall what's that look nah, like? it's a plaque it's hanging up on my wall i mean i guess i guess it's kind of like an, uh, an award of sort yeah so What's the fanfare behind that? I'm sorry, I got to ask more about the key to the city. See, we we do the hard hitting journalism here on Lombardi's Legends podcast. But Keandre, um, it, do they do like a parade? What's there? Do they just present it to you? How does this come about? So it was uh, it was kind of like a ceremony, and you know, like all friends and family pulled up because me and uh, my high school teammate, you know, we had all declared in the same year, so we had both had ours on the same day. And uh, he had just asked us where we wanted to do it, and I wanted to do it at the Boys and Girls Club that I uh, grew up at. So basically I did that, and, you know, friends and family came, and, yeah, like the news and stuff came, and they just presented it to me in front of friends and family. For sure. So then, Keandre, just going back a little bit further, was it always football for you, or did you have other sports or interests that you were interested in before football became your main thing or kind of – um, you know, what, what was that, um, profile for you as you kind of were making your way through school, uh, middle school, high school, etc. Uh, so growing up, the only sports I played was I played football, basketball, and I ran track and I pretty much loved football and basketball pretty much equally and track. I feel like I did that just to, you know, help me in football, like, you know, but I feel like some point in high school, I was kind of just like, I'm six feet and it's hard to go division one in basketball when you're six feet. You know what I'm saying? There's point guards out here six, six nowadays. So I like uh, put all my eggs in a football basket and I think that it's going to work out for me or it's been working out so far. I love it. So got to ask what kind of music 
what what are you listening to uh, when you're working out when you're driving around like you know what a- anything in particular that you're into these days drake i feel like everybody loves drake yeah <laughs> great vibes highly recommended do you listen to that before games too you listening to drake or do you have anything special you know before you throw the pads on mm, before games i gotta listen to nba young boy because it just gets you in the mindset <laughs> but uh I don't know. I kind of just got a whole little routine. I'll just throw on some young boy and then just get my body right before games and whatnot. Stretch, do all that activation. Yeah. What what what's that look like preparation wise before you know before you go get on the field? There is it is it a long routine for you? You know, I we've we've talked to a number of guys, right? And some guys have a very strict routine. Some guys kind of just get after it. So kind of curious, you know, how long before the game do you try to get to the to the uh the stadium you know what's that routine look like for you i'll probably get to the stadium like two hours early and just the whole time i'm just listening to music just prepping my body like i'm making sure that i can last through the whole game like i don't want to get hurt at all so i'm just doing body prep the whole time getting ready to run around for a couple hours Keandre, listen, I have to ask, as long as we're talking about practice and preparation, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Aaron Rodgers obviously does not throw very many interceptions in games, but preseason in camp, he's notorious for throwing that football around. He wants to test, see what throws he can get away with, kind of get in sync with uh, his new receivers. So I'm just going to tell you, when you have the opportunity to pick off Aaron in camp this year, and you're taking it back to the house. Is there anything that you are thinking about as you fall asleep at night for how that's going to unfold and anything you might say to Aaron as you handle the ball as you run back to the huddle? I'm probably not going to handle that ball back. I'll probably ask him to sign it or something. That's going up next to the key to the city, maybe? Uh, Is that where that goes? Yeah. Yeah, not every day you can just pick off Aaron Rodgers. Uh, have you played? Have you played ball in the cold at all? Um, you know, I, I know that you know from Arkansas. We're in Cleveland, but then ended up uh, playing for the Chargers. So, hey, do you have much experience playing in cold weather? Yeah. So I went to the University of Minnesota my first three years, right. and then grad transferred to Kansas State. So I was up in Minneapolis through throughout college and whatnot. And I know Green Bay is cold, but I don't think it got anything on Minneapolis. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Uh, so <laughs> I think you'll be able, you'll probably yeah, be just be fine, fine there for sure. For sure. Um, just kind of curious too. I mean, it's, I'm always just interested in the mental aspect of, of the game. What can you walk us through what a, an average day is like um, as you're on the practice squad, most of the season last year, as we said earlier, you got elevated for four games. Um, what is that? like mentally i mean are you fine just because you're going out there and preparing and practicing every day or does it become a little bit of a a little bit of a grind uh over the course of the season as you're trying to you know get your opportunity and at the same time trying to stay patient uh knowing that you know there's there's things that are a little bit out of your control with with that as well Mm, i mean i feel like it's a little bit of a grind, but then again, you're doing what you love. So like, it doesn't really feel like work. You know what I'm saying? But then again, I think mentally, like, especially as a rookie, like I think how long the season is kind of like takes a toll on rookies. Like, but 
especially just like being on the practice squad because, you know, anything can happen. You can get caught up a couple hours for the game, you know, so it's like you got to stay locked in, not knowing even if you're going to play that week. But if your number's called, you got to know what you're doing just like you're a starter. So that's kind of like the hard part is just staying locked in throughout the throughout the throughout the season. But, you know, if you love football, I'm pretty sure you can do it. You can do it. Listen, I want to be mindful of your time, but I've got one more quick question. Um, you know, we always acknowledge that, you know, you're a phenomenal football player, but you're much more than that. You're a person, right? First and foremost, outside of football, how do you spend your time? What do you like to do? Uh, so while I'm here in Arkansas, uh, so basically how it goes is in the off season, like I went into straight dad mode as soon as the season was over with. Like I was just watching after my daughter would we'll probably like take her out to the park or do or do other little things. And then, you know, I'll train and then I'm a huge Madden guy, huge Madden and Call of Duty. I'm on Madden. Anybody want to play, we can get that going. <laughs> Call of Duty, you know, I'll be on Warzone. I don't know. I'm like so-so in that. But and then after that, I'm just chilling with, you know, friends and family pretty much the most part. It's whatever they want to do for real. Like, we'll go out on the lake, boats, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Just chilling with friends and family, whatever they trying to do today. We'll play basketball, do something, I don't know, something recreational. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation guy, a thousand oh, man. That's what I'm talking about. All right, I, I'm going to have to play you at some point here uh, down the road <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, if you learn FIFA, he might. Uh, he, he, that might be the one that he's going to try to. T- no, I, you I, I'm terrible at FIFA. I suck at- <laughs> Good, let's play. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I barely know the rules in soccer. Like, I, I get offsides penalties, and I don't know like what like what that even is. So, Keandre, since you mentioned basketball before, it sounds like you were a pretty good player, but felt like maybe size was was uh, steering you towards football. What is who's who's a comp? Like, if you we're a basketball player right now. Who who do people compare you to and as far as your game for basketball? Mm, J.R. Smith. All right. Oh, <laughs> that's our guy. We love J.R. Young, younger J.R. Smith because I'm dunking on people for sure. <laughs> What's your All golf right. game like? Can you golf like J.R. too? Okay, I just recently got into golfing, so I'm still learning it like – you know, I can hit it like 600 yards out there, but there's no accuracy. There's, I'm just hitting that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, listen, Keandre, really appreciate you joining us. We always really, really like to get uh, you guys on and um, let some of the fans out there, especially since you're new to the team, uh, get an idea of who you are, what you're about, and uh, a little bit of an introduction. Um, to Green Bay. So uh, thanks so much for joining us here and um, um, would love to have you on uh, after you make the team uh, here in the fall. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. It was fun. Absolutely. Uh, We always ask one thing as we sign off. Can you give us a go pack go? You want me to yell it like or chant it? Oh yeah. Give us a go pack go. All right. Go pack go. Yeah. Packers defensive back Keandre Thomas, thank you so much for joining the podcast. You have a great night, man. All right, you too. Yep, take care. Take care. All right.
All right. So, Dane, let's take a moment here and take a break to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, Dane, it's transferred into basketball season. Yes, sir. And, uh, you've been keeping us up to date on you and your wife, Andrea's college basketball bets, particularly in March Madness. Um, so any good uh, daily fantasy picks from the uh, championship game last night that you want to share with us? Nope. Nothing good, Wags. Didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. I went to, I'm not going to lie, folks. Went to bed a little early. I uh, woke up and was a little surprised to see that Kansas took care of business in the national championship game, but that's okay because DraftKings Sportsbook, we use this promo code TPPN, and we're still betting on NBA wags, and the Milwaukee Bucks, fortunately, Packers fans are pretty darn good at basketball, so they have been a lot of fun to root for without the bets, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, again, using that promo code TP. PN, it just enhances the game even that much more for the casual fan or even for the hardcore fan. So um, Wags is going to give you the details, but I'll tell you what, folks, it's so fun. Thank you again, DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, promo code TPPN. Go out there, sign up for the app, have a lot of fun, play some bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets. If they do, if they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So, Dane, that was a lot of fun to have yeah. Keandre on. And I'll tell you what, it's it's always one of those things where I know that um, a lot of Packer fans, particularly casual fans, most likely aren't going to be familiar with Keandre's story. But at the same time, uh, look how many guys we've had on over the last few years. And we've been fortunate to talk to them before they had a huge offseason or camp and ended up uh, either making the 53 right out of camp or being a big part of practice squad and getting elevated at some point over the season. Um, so you, you, you have to respect the talent level that all of these guys have. Um, if they're going to, if they're part of an NFL roster and uh, I, I don't think Keandre Thomas is any different. Um, I really do think that there is a path. Uh, there's always a path, but particularly right now is the roster stand We're talking before the draft, of right. course, um, there's definitely a path and he mentioned how versatile he is playing corner, playing safety, big part of special team. So he seems to have a really solid understanding, particularly after having getting a season under his belt, uh, for the path that he needs to try to take in order to, to stick on this roster. Well, Wags, I mean, I'm going to use the comp because he's an old friend of our podcast. Who's no longer on the team, Shandon Sullivan, similar path, a guy who was in the league one season then signs with the team, has to fight through camp and then earn a roster spot. Um, I'll tell you what, I same kind of vibe, right? Same kind of guy where um, has a lot of flexibility and availability, is able to do a lot of different things on defense, is able to cover kick, is able to cover punt, as you mentioned. And that's what I think Keandre really brings to this team. And Wags, I'll tell you what, this cornerback room right now, the top three guys are absolute locks to make the team, right? Jair Alexander, Stokes, Razul Douglas. After that, 
all bets are off. We we used a, a mid-round pick on Shamar last season, and I really like him. I think he's going to make this team. But, you know, Wags, we're talking about KBN Ento. We're talking about assigning um, uh, Nixon from, from the Raiders, um, maybe a draft pick here or there. But, Wags, I really don't think the team is going to be investing early in the cornerback position. So, really – Four through six or so on the active roster. The Packers kept six last season. And then a couple practice squad spots. I, I'll tell you what, I think that um I think that you know he's right in the mix to to earn a roster spot with a good camp. And um, you know, he was able to come in, have a workout, impress the team enough to bring him in. Once you're in the door and you're on the roster, Wags, all bets are off. If you show in camp, there's a good chance you're making this team. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a competition for those last couple of spots. And even getting on a practice squad is, you know, everyone wants to make the 53-man roster. I get it. But um, with the way the rules are now, um, it's going to be one of those things where that's not the worst place to be either. It's an NFL job, and there's a pretty decent shot uh, of getting elevated on game day a few times over the course of the season. Or if there's a rash of injuries, heck, you might be on the roster for a good chunk of the season. So um, good way to continue to develop and, and, um, um, and get an opportunity. Um, we don't have to look any further also than Razul Douglas as a guy that can go from practice squad to, to, from rags to riches, literally, uh, you know, what's really funny. I didn't even think about it when he said it, but when you make the, the comparison to, to Chandon Sullivan, just in terms of the path, uh, Shannon Solomon's favorite uh, comp basketball player is also J.R. Smith. Uh, so it's kind of uh, uh, crazy to me. That's a total coincidence. Mm-hmm. But uh, two guys that are uh, both love J.R. Smith. So what do you what what do you think about that, Dane? I mean, uh, that has to say a little bit about his uh, swagger on the football field as well. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he he's he, this was a the young man. You could tell um, loves the game of football. And that's that's such a key thing. There's so many guys in this league that have talent, but maybe don't have the passion uh, all the way. You've got to earn your right in this league. And I just feel like Keandre has that that um, humbleness, but he kind of has a, a quiet positivity about himself. He carries himself well, and um, you know he seemed very comfortable in who he was. And that that I think you know showed in the interview, but also is going to show on the field. And heck, man, we're going to be rooting like crazy for this young man to make the roster for sure. For sure. So Dane, any other thoughts before we sign off for the evening? No, no. Listen, I in, enjoy this interview. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun with them. So, you know, hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. So say it with us as always be legendary and go pack. Go go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.